Hi, it's Laura from the FIRE podcast. I'm super happy to announce that we've put together three special episodes dedicated to the boiling energy of European scenes in collaboration with We Are Europe. We Are Europe is an independent online media dedicated to emerging and alternative cultures in the form of interviews, of surveys. We Are Europe explores the idea that impact culture on a continental scale from club culture to societal challenges from the new artistic practices to our relationship with new technologies. This medium is supported by eight European festivals, including Nu Sonore in Lyon, Unsound in Krakow in Poland, Today's Art in The Hague in the Netherlands, and Sonar in Barcelona in Spain. Three fire episodes to dive into the emerging European scenes. Let's go! Hi, Laura. I've got to tell you, I just came across this track from 2017. It is fire. It's called Cartier and it's by Dope Boy featuring Chiv and Aerobi. Do you remember this tune? That was a big hit back then. But now I'm wondering what it was about. Where did it come from? Yeah, of course I remember. It was a big hit indeed. I don't know if you've seen it, but the video has more than 113 million views on YouTube. It's insane. Now, to answer your question, this song is from the Netherlands. And in fact, in my opinion, it's very representative of the music scene that's booming over there. We call it the Afro-Dutch scene. It's current Dutch music coming from hip-hop, but with South American, Caribbean, Sub-Saharan and North African music influences. This kind of music is mainly played by the former Dutch colonies, diasporas, such as Suriname or the former Dutch Antilles, but also by the Moroccan diaspora. And Cartier is a great example because it's a collaboration with Dope Boy and Shiv, who are both Surinamese, and Erobi, who is originally from Morocco. As for the production of this track, it's Mumbaton. This Dutch electronic music was born within the Caribbean diaspora. Wow, that sounds so interesting. I've never heard about this scene before, yet it seems kind of familiar, if you know what I mean. You definitely have to explain it to me. Okay, Christophe, I'll tell you everything you need to know. What I suggest is that we have a little look at my WhatsApp. I'm in touch with the local music producers, DJs, label owners and rappers. They are the ones who are going to tell us about it. The boom that this music scene has been experiencing over a few years, the mix of cultures in the Netherlands and how the diasporas I mentioned earlier specifically influence current Dutch music. I hope you have your health pass up to date because I'm taking you to the Netherlands. Let's go! Fire. Voice notes from the Netherlands. Afro-Dutch music in collaboration with We Are Europe. So, like I said, the Afro-Dutch scene has been booming for the past few years. There are a lot of very exciting rappers, singers and beatmakers. Just like in France and England, Dutch popular music based on hip-hop is nourished by the diasporas from the country's former colonies, the ultramarine territories and certain migration waves. Also, each time there are various influences coming into play and that's what gives a distinctive touch to each of these scenes. And for that matter, the sounds of Afro-Dutch music are completely different. In the Netherlands, this kind of music is mainly represented by rappers of Suriname's origin. Suriname is a former Dutch colony in the north of South America, just west of French Guiana. 
All the biggest names in Dutch rap music today, such as Joanna Fraser, Dope Boy, Shiv, Henky T, or the rapper Luftje, are from Suriname. It's impossible to name them all. It would be like trying to list all the French rappers of Congolese origin, or in England, all the rappers from Nigeria or Ghana. You also have a lot of Dutch rappers from the former Dutch Antilles, which include Curaçao, Aruba and Bonaire. For example, the rapper Seven Alias comes from Curaçao. And then, in addition to the South American and Caribbean diasporas, you have also the Moroccan community that plays a big part in that scene. The same goes for the Turkish diaspora. Not to mention the Ghanaian and Cap Verdean musicians. One of the biggest rappers in the Netherlands at the moment is Frenna from Ghana. And for that matter, one of the most important bands in that scene is Brother Life. It's a band that represents this cross-cultural mix quite well. This crew was formed in Rotterdam about 10 years ago, and in it you have Cap Verdean, Dominican and Curacao rappers. They truly are fundamental act for this scene. Let me play you their 2016 track, Minolob. That way you can get a feel of their vibe. You'll see it's fire. This Afro-Dutch music is the popular music at the moment in the Netherlands. But it's also a type of music that travels and translates very well abroad, especially in France. The proof is that there's already been quite a few featurings between major artists from both countries. For example, the Dutch rapper Dope Boy was collaborated with Ovoi and Ayana Kamura for Je m'en tape, but also with MHD or Dayanai. And very recently, the Moroccan-Dutch rapper Erobi made featurings with the French rappers Mister You and Hus L'Enfoiré. The Afro-Dutch music truly influences popular French music. I'm thinking of Aya Nakamura's track Pookie, for example. And by the way, let me just remind you that Aya was number one in the Netherlands charts in 2017 with her song Daja. Surely it's not a coincidence. There's a true bond between the French and Dutch scene. Now that that's clear, let's go back to the first track you sent me, Cartier, by Dope Boy, Shiv and Erobi. You should know that it was released by the label Avalon Music. It's one of the most successful and most famous labels right now in the Netherlands. Originally, it was created by three brothers about seven years ago in the east of Amsterdam. They are part of the Moroccan community and one of them is the singer Jay. He's been one of the biggest stars in the Netherlands for the past 15 years. Here, listen to this. This song is Boomet. Boomet. I talked to Anwar Aytaleb, one of the three founding brothers of Avalon Music. He told me about the mix of all the cultures I mentioned earlier in the Netherlands, especially in Amsterdam. Amsterdam is the city with the most nationalities in, in the world, for a fact. Yeah, when you are in school, when you, you're in a class with 20 people and you have four Moroccans, four Surinamese guys, from, uh, one from uh, Mexico, one from uh, Spain, one French guy... Yeah, you mix a lot and I think that's something very nice um, in the Netherlands. Everybody mixes with each other. So I think 
it could be more always because you still have okay the Moroccans who like only hanging out with Moroccans and the Surinamese people only with Surinamese but it's I think way more better here than in many different places uh, it's everybody's like getting along together especially in Amsterdam in France, we are used to hearing Arabic or Ivorian words in French rap music. While talking to Anwar from the label Avalon Music, I wanted to know if there was the same phenomenon in the Netherlands. How do all these diasporas influence the vocabulary of Dutch rap? Here's what he answered. It's a lot. It's a lot. For example, I think Surinamese and Moroccan Arabic are the most. Surinamese is, is, and, and, and Moroccan is like... Uh, Arabic um, in in like street language, yeah, it's normal. In every sentence, you will hear our Surinamese um, or from like um, the Dutch Antilles, Curacao and stuff, or Moroccan, even though Turkish. A lot. I can name a number one song from Sheaf. He's a Surinamese rapper, and his song called Ewa Ewa. Ewa is in Moroccan like hello, but on a street level, like yo Ewa. It's like yo. And his song called Ewa Ewa, it's a number one hit in the Netherlands. And he's Surinamese and his song is Ewa Ewa. And so you have a lot of, a lot of uh, examples from Surinamese words, uh, slang and, and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, you can imagine a hip hop scene without those languages. <laughs> As I explained earlier, Surinamese rappers play a big role in Dutch rap music, in the whole Afro-Dutch scene. As a consequence, there are a lot of exchanges between the Netherlands and Suriname. It's not complicated. All the successful Dutch rappers, whether they are from Suriname or not, go and perform in Suriname every year, especially in December. Suriname is a market. It's a huge audience for these musicians. So Avalon Music organizes music festivals there with a lot of Dutch rappers. I asked Anwar if there were any artistic exchanges between the two countries. Are there any collaborations between Dutch and Surinamese rappers? Listen to what he said to me. There are some featureings and some of that are Surinamese artists when they try to make it big. They come to the Netherlands and live here and try to do their thing. So, yeah, there's a, I think it could be way more. You have, for example, Sheaf. He is really representing Suriname. He's doing like also charity work over there because he's Surinamese. And he always tries to like, so that, yeah, it's recently like two months ago, I think, that we did a project. And it was like a shock for the Netherlands because there's a lot of slang in Surinamese like going on in, in, in rap and hip hop and urban music but not like this like a full song in Surinamese so when Sheik did that it, yeah a lot of people like respected that and yeah just liked it vibed on it
One of the unique features in Avalon Music's label is the deep connection to Morocco and the Moroccan scene that it's trying to develop. It's the only label in the Netherlands that releases tracks entirely in Arabic. This is especially the case for Distinct, one of the label's leading artists, and for the singer Azira. Anwar told me about the collaborations that Avalon organizes between Dutch and Moroccan artists. Yeah, sure. We did uh, with this thing, we did a song with Inconi. It's a rapper from Casablanca. Uh, he's huge over there. Um, we did with this thing the song with uh, Ahmed Shauki. That's like a legend in Morocco. He's done uh, songs with Red One and uh, named them all. Uh, in Morocco, it's like everybody knows him. He's like very, very famous. <laughs> Okay, so I've been talking about Suriname for a while now. You should know that there are about 350,000 people from Suriname in the Netherlands. In fact, when the country gained its independence in 1975, there was a huge wave of immigration towards the Netherlands for economic reasons, and that continued right until the 90s. And this community didn't wait until the 2010s and 20s to influence Dutch music. They've done so for decades. But let's not go too far, though. Let's go back 30 years ago to understand Mumbaton a little bit better. You know, that's the Caribbean-influenced Dutch electronic music I mentioned to you at the beginning of our conversation. Mumbaton is a music that comes from another genre, which was born at the end of the 80s in the Netherlands. That's what we call bubbling. The bubbling genre was born out of a mistake, you know, kind of like the invention of cornflakes or crisps. In fact, in 1988, a DJ from Curaçao, DJ Morteau, was mixing at the Voltage Club, a club in The Hague, when he accidentally played a dancehall record at 45 RPM instead of 33 RPM. So as you can imagine, the song was really fast. It went from 100 BPM to 140 BPM. Clearly, he could have been booed by the audience for that. But no, the audience went crazy when they heard this high-speed version of dancehall. And so as a result, DJ Mortis started producing rhythms, instrumentals, speeding up dancehall hits like Bam Bam. And then he added verses that were also accelerated and sounded a bit like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Then this music gradually became popular in the Caribbean and Surinamese communities. In order to tell you this story right, I contacted Dutch musician and producer De Schroermann. He was born in 1991 in The Hague, a few years after the birth of Bublin. By the way, his parents are Surinamese. In the mid-2000s, when he was about 14 or 15 years old, he started to mix and produce Bublin too. At that time, the Bublin trend was all the rage in clubs at The Hague in Amsterdam. 
Until recently, this music had disappeared for some years, or at least was less popular. Anyway, the term bubbling had been forgotten for a long while. But in 2021, the Ugandan label Nige Nige Tapes released the compilation Bubbling Inside, a collection of the Schuchmann's production from the 2007-2009 period. And so it has clearly brought the spotlight back on that period and that music. De Schroermann explained to me what makes Suriname's culture so special and how it relates to Africa. Suriname music, though, even though it's from South America, the music from Suriname is very, um, sounds like African music. Suriname is one of the only countries in the world that after slavery, they kept the African customs. When Suriname people are like um, having a birthday or something, they dress African. I think Suriname is like the only generation of the only uh, country in which the younger generation are still attached to the African cultures, like the dressing, the music, because also the music that we play, it really sounds African. We do have it in the Dutch Antilles also, but in the youth, it's less predominantly. So if a girl of 16, 17 years old has a birthday, she dresses like that. Well, of course, when De Schurman talks about Suriname's culture, he's talking about Creole culture, the Afro-descendant culture of Suriname, the one that was born out of the history of slavery. Because like in French Guiana, there are many different cultures in Suriname. There are Javanese, Chinese and Native American communities. I asked De Schurman what music he grew up with and what was the influence of Suriname's music on Dutch music. Suriname's music, indeed, La Rouge, they call it Caseco. Caseco is a style of music that was made more popular in the younger Suriname culture and also in the younger culture in Netherlands in general. So you had songs that were popular in the club. The song was a real Suriname song. Like, it shouldn't have been popular in a Dutch club. It was actually a Suriname song, but the song had certain elements which made people like understand it better. Like, it was really like um, the drums weren't that complicated or complex. There's the band called Uptight. And they had a song called Buke. And Buke literally means grinding. Like, you know, when that's where the, the bubbling era has these two dances, the butterfly with the footwork and grinding. Like girls and a guy just in the club just grinding at each other with the genitals, like really grinding each other. That, that, that was the culture and back in the days when I was 15 years old and went to the clubs and like bubbling parties. In Suriname, that was already like some somewhat cultural thing. Like on birthdays, Women with each other, just for fun. They were just grinding and having fun and shit. Well, that was the type of culture. So the, uh, the song of Uptight Buka, like Buka, they really said, Buka, 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 They really like emphasized that, like, yo, it's party time, man. Just find a chick, bro, and just go at it, you know? So <laughs> when the bass line of that track started in the club, when I was 15, 14, 13 years old in the O and H- in HVO, those two clubs, when I we was younger, everybody in the Hague knows those, those times. When the bass line starts, you saw everyone running in the club, downstairs, from the stairway, people were falling, bro. I'm not kidding you, there was not, it's not exaggerating, bro. People were like losing their minds because they know that this is the chance. This track is not gonna like be spent a second time this night. So if I find some money, man, I'm gonna make it my night tonight. Running around, just seeking for a girl, bro. It was so funny to see, man. Memories, man. This Suriname culture and the dance culture has a great influence on the Dutch uh, music scene right now. It had a great influence on the Dutch music scene.
Kaseko and bubbling were both music genres that thrived at the same period, around the 2000s. The two genres were both played in the same clubs, and bubbling was inspired by Kaseko. So that we understand what bubbling is better in terms of music, the Schroemann gave me his own recipe for bubbling and what ingredients you should definitely use. First of all, it's like back in the days, the bubbling beats didn't have much bass. It wasn't like a lot of bass in it. Hard kicks. Like, first of all, the drums need to be aggressive, like really kicking and punching. And the snares need to really hit, like really tight, like not, but really. That aside, the snare also have to be a certain snare. The genre that it is, because the samples are certain samples. You can't just use hi-hats. It has to be a certain hi-hat. There's only two hi-hats you can use with bubbling. There's only two snares you can use with bubbling. And kicks doesn't really matter, but it has to be a punchy kick. It has to be a punchy kick with a lot of bass, though. It has to have a lot of bass, but also a punch. Like, it really has to hit you, you know? It's really hard. For real bubbling tracks, tempo. I think fast tempo is really there. The original bubbling is like fast tempo, between 130, 140 BPM, 145 sometimes certain samples and uh, electrical sounds. Because as young producers, we didn't have much knowledge of VSTs or a lot of plugins. So we just used O3SC, the thing on the FL Studio, like the sounds on the real FL Studio sound. You can just adjust the synthesizer. Like it's really, it was really simple and we kept it real simple, but it was maybe so simple that people wouldn't think about those things, you know, that, and the elements are like just aggressiveness and fastness, except for the samples, aggressiveness and fastness, like really and a lot of breaks. Bublin is definitely Caribbean music. Firstly, because, as I said, it's closely connected to Jamaican dancehall culture. But the other reason is that many Bublin producers were trained as brass band musicians. Before they learned to produce, they played percussions in brass bands. So the rhythm patterns or even the sounds of Caribbean brass bands can be found in Bublin. De Schumann was a member of brass bands when he was young, and we can see this influenced his song Pierre Bill. <laughs> Bublin has changed a lot since it was invented by DJ Mortier in 1988. De Schroerman told me more about the mutation of the genre, but also about its relationship with dancing. Well, yeah, because as you can imagine, this hyper-energic, hyper-dynamic music was originally made to make people dance in clubs. Back in the day when Mortier, DJ Mortier invented bubbling, he actually did like the bomb bomb rhythm of 100 BPM or 97 BPM and sped it up to 140, 30 plus, so... That was the original form of bubbling. But what happened was people made bubbling battle. And bubbling battle is something that you have a slow version like... And the fast version... Sometimes they would like switch. they put the fast version over the slow version. You get all these sick breaks and jumps. But the breaks that they did, bro, there were so many breaks and none none of the breaks you heard two times. It was 
so many breaks. So the hard thing to do on these tracks was like to dance on it because you had to dance on the brakes, but no brake was coming for the second time. So the footwork was amazing. It was so sick how to see how these people were dancing and they were just battling each other, you know, friendly competition, you know, and the crowds were like big. It was in big venues in Amsterdam. It was in 1991. Together with De Schroemen, we discussed what this compilation of Nige Nige tapes meant to him and about this unexpected revival of the bubbling interest. I understand now. I understand. And I always thought to myself, like, well, bubbling is, a, is maybe a dead genre. Or maybe it's a little bit dying out. It's, it's hard and I can I can spin it sometimes, but it's not a genre that you can spin an hour full of it in the club. So I slowly started disbelieving a little, to be really honest, man. There was a time in 2011 and 12 when bubbling, the name bubbling started changing to Mumbaton. And bubbling was the same. The samples and everything was the same, but the tempo was only different and it sped down to 110 BPM. That's when he called it Mumbaton. It was just bubbling. And we in the Netherlands were like confused, like, yo, this is bubbling, but Mumbaton is getting all this no in outside the world, like outside the Netherlands and in, in America and such. So I hope it's, uh, that, that it could be uh, something in the world like bubbling. And I really believe it does. I really believe it, man. And when I see Off-White and Burberry paying me a lot of money to like spin their track on a runway show, like for real, I was like, I couldn't believe it, man. It was like bubbling, like Nukai Dance, the track. And after that, it was like a, a orchestral, like a symphony. Like this was, I couldn't believe it, man. It was so sick, like bubbling. What the, it's bubbling. Bubbling is like, it's dead. But Burberry, runway show in Paris Fashion, or London Fashion Week. I, I think it was London. It was so sick, man. That's, that gave me more belief in the genre itself. This screaming in this bitch. So basically, the Moonbatten music that you heard today in Afro-Dutch music is a slowed-down version of bubbling, you see. But how does Moonbatten sound? Do you have an example to send me? Sure, of course. I'll send you one right away. But your ears may not be ready for it, because this tune is on fire! But wait, I know that one. I was wondered what that thing was. What kind of language is that? You need to tell me more about it. You got me all worked up right now. So that was the track Konyo by Dutch Surinamese producer Puri and two rappers from Curaçao, Jor Mountain and Ajay. Just so you know, Curaçao is an island in the southern Caribbean near Venezuela. It's been an independent state since 2010, but it's still part of the Kingdom of the Netherlands. And it's a tiny island, you know, smaller than Andorra. There are about 150,000 inhabitants there. However, the music is awesome there. Actually, on this track, Juro Mountain and Adje rap in Dutch and in Papiamento. Papiamento is the Creole language in the Dutch Antilles, Curaçao, Aruba and Bonaire. But we'll get back to that later. 
To find out more about the music of Curaçao, I spoke to rapper and singer Janaime. Jani grew up on the island. Her family is still in Curaçao and she flies back there every year. She started playing music in high school and then moved to Rotterdam for her studies before finally settling in Berlin to have her music career. She makes a hybrid music, a mix of hip-hop, trap, R&B, dancehall and several Latin and Caribbean influences. And her videos are always stunning. She's really an artist to watch out for. To give you an idea of her music, I'm sending you her latest single, Black Girl Magic. My black girl magic like damn, bitch don't know me like that. This ain't falling my lap, mama ain't built me like that. My black girl magic like damn, cocoa all in my skin, baby hair rolling like rim. Mom and dad did it for the kids. I'm just trying to make it better than it is. Black girl magic with the voodoo doll. Tin pin needles in your limbs. They offending when I whip it cause I'm bougie. Little starlet ain't no need to introduce me. Mama said if you got a point to make, just be sure to fade away. So I did, now I'm two, three. The first thing she told me was about the music she grew up with in Curaçao. That will give you an idea of what we listen to there. Back home, we listen to a lot of different stuff. But of course, you have certain types of music that are very big in the Caribbean in general. And in Curaçao specifically, I would definitely say we have a lot of Latin American influence within our music. So we listen to a lot of bachata, merengue, salsa. Of course, we have also a lot of dance hall and soca and combinations of all of that. We even have our own music that we have, which is called Ritmo Combina. It's an instrument-based type of music, so it's a band and with a live singer. It's dance music, so you you, you want to move, you want to dance, you want to you wanna just shake around, you know? So, um, yeah, I grew up listening to all of this. This is what really is part of me and is part of us and our culture there. It's also a very big thing when it comes to our carnival. I would say pretty much all Caribbean islands have a carnival, right? And with us specifically, we do also there's a carnival festival where there's a whole music competition where renowned artists and writers and composers on the island compete every year to make the best carnival song and then at the carnival parade everybody's listening to it everybody's like enjoying everybody knows the lyrics so this is really a big part um composing and making music and really getting into like the the artistry of it all you know so i would definitely say our own music which is ritmo combina combined with the tumba festival which is the carnival festival these two things are very big pillars in our music scene over there What I just sent you was a piece of Ritmo Combina that Jayani recommended. It was the song Palabra Bonita by Cash Royal and Tishon. You can hear Diana May's music on the track Black Girl Magic. It's very much inspired by Caribbean music. That's what she explained to me in the voice message that I'm forwarding to you right now. 
for me, it was very important to have that the music, whenever people listen to it, that they want to move because that's what the Caribbean is known for. Of course, we also have ballads and things like that, but generally it's a feeling of you got to move. You cannot sit still. You got to whine. You got to, you know what I mean? You got to do your thing on the dance floor. So how we then try to do it is by bringing in different elements to indeed have more of a dance hall vibe, more of a sometimes even a bit of a Latin vibes to go a bit into the direction of Ritmo Combina as well. But of course, the rhythms are different since generally I do hip hop or I rap and sing. So that's why we're slowly making the transition or making the mix so that it flows good. So that's why indeed you can hear a lot of, first and foremost, you can hear a lot of dancehall in the music because this is something that I really love. But at the same time, when you when you listen to it, you can also feel that it's a bit different, right? You can feel the hint of it, but it's not totally that. And I think that's also very cool since being from Curacao, we are, how we're situated there, it's so diverse and it's so mixed you have so many different influences and it's not only dancehall bad girl things i could give a damn what the fuck boy thinks talk about a dime make your boy lose change wish i had a brain what the scarecrow say money on my mind then your man on my waist body base boosted coconut rum when i do sip well when i do shit cheap tax pay your two cents because your energy talking big man come and prove it I get the impression that rappers from Suriname have a huge influence on Dutch hip-hop. But what about artists from Curaçao, Aruba and Bonaire? Do they also influence this scene? That's the question I ask Diana May. Oh yes, I think, I definitely think so. Some, Because I think the connection that Suriname has with the Netherlands, Curaçao also has with the Netherlands. Even if you look at nowadays, the hip-hop scene there or how the music is put together, you can feel that it's... It's a different type of hip hop, right? It has a different type of feel and vibe to it. And I think that all stems definitely from the fact that it's Surinamese and it's Curacao and it's Antillian, whether it's Aruba or Bonaire people that brought their own flavor to the Netherlands and then combine it with the Dutch language because that is mostly like what it is the rhythms are very known I would say for the Caribbean and also for Surinamese uh, people and they combined it so well with the Dutch language that it created its own little like its own genre within hip-hop also the fact that a lot of people from the islands move to the Netherlands to either study or just make something of themselves then go back home and it's just cool to see how they really or we <laughs> how we really uh, make sure to bring home with us wherever we go but for example I know this one artist his name is Irsais he does a bit more combination of I would say reggaeton slash pop in papiamento sometimes he would do it also in Dutch uh, sometimes he would also do it in English But I think he's really created a lane of his own within that scene as well, where he even makes sure to bring our language with. Parece te, hasta puta mi dream girl. Son con mi 
Here, what I just sent you is a track Dream Girl by Irsays from 2018. It's a huge hit. Like on YouTube, the original song has over 90 million views. And so Irsays released a new version with Jamaican Sean Paul and Nigerian Davido and a third version with Puerto Rican Rao Alejandro. And this one has nearly 300 million views. So, earlier, I don't know if you remember, I was talking about Papiamento, the Creole language in Curaçao, Aruba and Bonaire. But what does this language sound like? Is it somehow found in Dutch hip-hop? Giannini explained it all to me. It definitely does sound a lot like Portuguese. If you speak Spanish, you can also very much understand it because there's so many words that it's pretty much the same. The grammar is very similar, I feel like, to the Spanish grammar. But at the same time, it also has English and Dutch influences as well. So it's really like a combination. And of course... One main part of it is like Creole languages come stemming from Africa. So the way we make the noise, like make the sounds even, or the way we use the mouth to make the, it's, it's, so, it's so much. From what I remember as well, a huge player within this whole hip hop scene in the Netherlands has been um, DJ Morcha. He is the one that basically created this new genre that is called bubbling. And that's like the combination kind of of dance hall, but at the same time, a bit electronic components because being in the Netherlands, right? And you have them people rapping on top of it, either it's in Dutch or if it's in Papiamento. And the cool thing about that is even if they rap in Dutch, you would still hear that they have a different intonation just because of our own language, right? So It's not that they uh, rap it with, a, with an accent, but it's just the way you put the weight on the words or the melodies that you make. You can only do that because of the language that you speak at home, you know? See, Jayani May precisely made the choice of using this language in the video for her son, Killinum. She told me why it's so important to her. It's been and it still is a mission of mine to really make sure that people know where I'm from and that I really represent my background and my heritage. And I feel like the language is also, it's a very unique language and it's a very beautiful language. And it also influences me so much in even how I would rap or sing in English because at the end of the day, I still use the way I use language still stems from how we speak in Papiamento, you know? So even when people hear me speak English, they cannot say exactly where I'm from, which is clear because I will always have a different type of way of saying things. So besides just rapping in English, I really want to more and more make it a mix of Papiamento and English because I grew up speaking both. And I feel like putting them or putting it in my music videos is a way of painting the whole story of that particular song. And for example, that particular song was also really about how experiences I've made growing up back home or experiences I've made with friends in high school and things like that. So 
it felt so true to me to then do that intro part also in Papiamento because this is where it all stems from. I think for me, it's just simply very important to bring my culture with me because it's very easy when you move around different places and you live in different places in the world. You always get a little bit of everything with you from all the places you move, you change, you grow. But I don't want to ever forget or lose what made me who I am. I hende ta un parte di essay, pero a un dia a mi stati fillar no danifica masha, a mi no ke usa hende jiso mi bai di lanti, mi te ke da fiel na mi mes. Someone bring a coffin, cause I'm killing them. I do that shit too often, yeah I'm killing them. Swagger on 100, I be killing them. Now I think you have a better overview of what Afro-Dutch music is and hopefully you understand why it's so particular. In fact, current hip-hop music in the Netherlands is fueled by languages and music of the communities living there. And it's in the tradition of Dutch electronic music of Caribbean origins such as bubbling and moonbatten. But as we've heard, not all the current music is moonbatten. Some music is inspired by Moroccan tones, Nigerian or Ghanaian Afrobeats or Cape Verdean music. It's very diverse, very hybrid scene. And what's interesting is that all the communities are mixing in the same neighborhoods and as a result in the music too. I don't think we've heard the last of the Dutch music scene and the international collaborations, especially with France, and it's not likely to stop anytime soon. I really want to thank my guests, De Schroeman, Anwar Taleb from Avalon Music and Jayani May for their great collaboration. I would also like to thank Steven van Lumen, Derek De Bru from Nige Nige Tapes and Felix Pea from Universal Music Africa for their contacts. And finally, a big thank you to the Today's Art Festival in The Hague, to We Are Europe, and to Artifarty, the organizing association of New Sonore, Festival in Lyon, and founding member of We Are Europe. Well, Christophe, it's time for me to leave you now. I think you have loads of things to listen to with all these names I mentioned. So, I'll see you soon. Cheers. Thank you very much, Laura. It was so interesting, as usual. I learned a lot about Afro-Dutch music. I'll go dancing right now. Next month, I propose we head off to Barcelona. I heard there's a lot of things happening in trap music there. Fire, 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 fire. Fire, a show by Nick Lajedio in partnership with We Are Europe with support of CSM and Creative Europe. Written by Rono Brisa. Translation by Carla Pera. English voice, Laura Tauchanov and Sylvan Matherin. Director, Marlo Williams and produced by Christophe Payette.